Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today as we continue our series, 10 Ways to Avoid a Divorce. And today we're going to be talking about how good communication can help prevent a divorce. And you know, right now, there may be someone you know who could be in a marriage that's starting to break apart. So my question to you is, what will you do when you find out that a friend's marriage is in trouble? Do you just look up for a marriage counselor in the phone book, just yellow page listing? I caution you that may not be the best strategy because you need to be very careful in choosing a counselor. But do you have anything you could recommend that would help people who are having difficulty? There was a large survey of married couples done by Creighton University. And in the areas of marital preparation, they asked couples what were the most positive things that they encountered that equipped them for married life. And the number one thing that couples mentioned that were of assistance in successful married life was communication. That was 73% of those reflecting in the survey of what helped them. Right after communication was another C, commitment, and that was a close 70%. And then third was conflict resolution coming in at 67%. Now, it's interesting because what I'm be talking about today is communication help for couples in trouble. So we're really tying together number one and number three, communication and conflict resolution. And in fact, uh, marriage experts say that communication is the one area of married life that they have found to be most predictive of happily or unhappily married couples. And conflict resolution is very important because happiness in marriage isn't the absence of conflict. I'm going to say that one more time because certain things we need to get into our minds that you don't really see in the movies or in the magazines, happiness in marriage is not the absence of conflict, but the ability to successfully cope with it. There are conflicts in non-Christian marriages. There are conflicts in Christian marriages. There are conflicts in unhappy married couples. There are conflicts in happily married couples. It's not the absence of conflict, but it's learning how to deal with it. Now, I just mentioned, and this isn't a topic today, but cohabitation before marriage is strongly associated with more problems in handling conflict in marriage, and it also reflects an increased tendency 
to escalate during arguments. In other words, flying off the handle in verbal arguments. It's one of the reasons why cohabitation in God's loving grace uh, is not the pattern to lead to marriage. But conflict does not have to destroy a marriage. Uh, The harm comes when couples are not able to handle conflict. And a lot of the reason why couples have great difficulty who come from a home where there's been a divorce, or maybe divorce is for both couples come from homes where there's been a divorce, what they have never actually seen modeled before them is how to resolve conflict. And we don't know how to resolve conflict, then you get divorced. That's how you resolve it. And the reason why those in marriages who have one or or more of the spouses come from homes where there's been a divorce, you have higher rates of divorce because there's no way to resolve the conflict. Now, there is a way to resolve conflict. And one of the questions, though, is when do you learn how to do this? And anybody who has listened to me more than a few weeks or a few months knows that Uh, I am a traditional Boy Scout at heart. The Boy Scout motto is be prepared. If you are prepared for what you know you're going to encounter, you can do amazing things. You can go into situations, and I'm talking about scouting in the wilderness, that would literally kill somebody if they didn't know the skills and the preparation necessary. But with the preparation, you can gain the skills to endure things that other people could either get sick or die from. Well, the same applies to marriage. Unfortunately, uh, most people wait until there's a severe deterioration of the marriage before they start seeking help. Now, that's good to do, and I realize that most people aren't going to seek this type of help that I'm going to be recommending today until there's serious problems with the marriage, very serious problems. But see, this erodes the strength of the marriage over time. And let's just compare it to cancer. When's the best time to go to a doctor? Stage one or stage four? Now, you certainly need to go to the doctor at stage four, But wouldn't it have been better while there's still strength in your immune system to go and deal with it then? And what about even a further step? What about taking preventative measures? You can't eliminate all possibilities of cancer, but you could prevent it. Well, that's the type of thing you want to do in marriage. Most people wait for what I'm going to recommend until it's serious problems. And fortunately, even with serious problems, it really helps. But let me just mention this. Serious problems with verbal conflict in marriage start showing at about 1.5 years into the marriage, according to researchers. So see, this isn't something, say, that you've been engaged for nine months, you get married, you are just puzzled. Well, it's because conflicts will arise. But if you don't know how to manage the conflicts, they escalate. And between 1.5 and three years, there's a 
increase that ex- happens and then it simply explodes uh, if it's not dealt with as you go f- further into marriage. Now, what I am recommending specifically to help a couple having trouble in marriage communication, but better yet, for a young couple to get training before they have the problems, before 1.5 years of marriage, is a communication strategy called PREP, P-R-E-P. And it's entitled, it's a kind of a long name, Prevention and Relationship Enhancement Program, but just PREP for short. And if you want a book describing PREP, there's one called Fighting for Your Marriage, but it's better that you go to some place. There's Christian prep offered. There's Jewish prep. There's prep offered very extensively in the military. Um, there's various forms of prep weekends, but you get the training, and it's a skills-based training. And this is one of the key ways to help prevent the explosion of divorces and failed marriages, because if you don't know how to manage verbal conflict, then it's simply going to escalate over time. Now, what happens in prep training is that you don't try to eliminate all problems in marriage. As I mentioned earlier, at least I am not aware of a way to avoid all conflict in marriage. A lot of couples think they're going to live that way, and then it kind of gets disappointing because you have conflict, you don't know how to resolve it, so the conflict continues, and you don't want it to continue. It's going to come up, but how do you deal with it? PrEP has a way of dealing with it. And it's very interesting because a study was done by the Catholic Church and the government cooperated in a church in Bavaria and compared prep training after five years, not after five weeks, okay? Because remember, the conflict uh, escalates if there's no uh, mechanism or skill to resolve it. So it begins to escalate. And by five years, you really start to see some problems. You have a lot of divorces that occur in first marriages between five and 10 years. So they compared prep training, which might be a couple of days, like a weekend training, to a pre-cana program, which may be around six months, okay, two days versus six months, or some other type of training, or no training at all, uh, premarital situation. But specifically, the Catholic Church was interested in the pre-cana versus prep. I have mentioned this several times, and, you know, I try to be very practical when it comes to, like, marriage problems. Like, I read consumer reports before I buy a car, particularly a used car, because I don't want to buy problems. I want something that's going to work. I'm looking for things that actually work. I'm not looking for things that make me feel good and then don't improve my marriage. I want things that will work. Well, PrEP had a divorce rate of less than one-third of those who took pre-cana. In other words, say a couple just had two days of PrEP and another couple had six months of pre-cana. Well, those in PrEP had a third of the divorce rate than the pre-cana folks did after five years. 
Now, am I saying ditch pre-cana? No, I'm not, because there's helpful things that occur there. But if your friend or even you are having marriage problems, wouldn't you want something that has this remarkable ability to dramatically reduce the divorce rate? And that's what PrEP is so successful at doing. You know, it's no secret that some high-stress professions, jobs, careers are very difficult and produce stress on marriages, and then the conflict comes, and the conflicts can really escalate. And that's why the U.S. military is very interested in helping married couples have some form of conflict resolution, say a guy's coming back from the Middle East and, you know, he's basically living in a situation he could be blown up day or night for over there for several months and then coming back into a marriage. Well, what do they do? They use PrEP. That's what the military uses. And listen to me very carefully, wives. You don't want a marriage communication skill-based program that's absolutely terrific and great for women and horrible for men. This is the deepest pit that most offerings fall into. You want a communication program that's good for men and that's good for women, too, uh, because communication involves two. And, and yet, uh, I don't know why people don't get this. But in any case, back to the U.S. Army decided to do a little experiment. They had guys coming back, and the Army chaplains were using PrEP. They go and get trained in this, and those that had the PrEP training cut the Army's divorce rate by two-thirds. <laughs> I mean, why isn't everybody out there, why is it just the Army? Why does it have to be so extreme? And why do people have to go to the phone book to try to find something or Google a marriage counselor out of the blue and not knowing what you're getting versus something that has been backed up by about two dozen university studies on the success of this. This isn't anecdotal evidence. Oh, it made me feel great. It was a wonderful weekend. Well, what happens after five years? What happens to the divorce rate? Can it be cut by two thirds? What about if it's a really high stress situation like military? Yeah, this is what works. And the question you want to ask, is it user-friendly for both men and women. And 89% of the men taking PrEP like it by surveys, as well as 90% of the women, 89 and 90. That's pretty close. Okay. This is a successful marriage program. Now, getting men, these are some other programs, getting men to talk like women is not a winning communication strategy because some people, even kind of soft guys teaching this, thinks it's a wonderful strategy. But now with brain imaging, they found out that when men are, quote, unquote, trained to speak like women, communicate like women, it stresses their brains. 
And when the stress is going on with the communication, over time, that's going to create distance between the husband and the wife. The wife hates that, and it's going to lead to further marital problems. That's not a winning strategy. So why do men like prep? And the reason I'm concentrating on men, there are several communication strategies that women love and appreciate. There's not many that men do. So what's it with prep? And it's this simple. It's rules-based. I'm not exactly sure when you'll hear this broadcast, but as I'm speaking, there's some NFL playoffs coming up. So my guess is there's going to be some football in your home. And I'm going to ask wives to do this. Watch some of those games with your husband. Even if you're not really into football, watch some of those games, okay? And somebody goes out for a pass and gets a reception, but they're kind of fumbling with the ball to make sure they've caught it and secured it. And they're right near the edge of the field and do their feet go outside before they get control of the ball or not. And then they have a review and they'll show that same picture over about a half dozen times while they're waiting for the review and they'll rehearse the rules over and over again. And you think, how boring is this? And it's amazing. Guys like rules when it comes to communication. It's for from a man's perspective, it's either rules or a black hole. They don't have any idea what in the world to do. And there's an article that's worth finding, and this is going to be a little tough to find, but it's an article entitled, How a Refrigerator Magnet Saved My Marriage. And the magnet, of course, didn't really save the marriage, but the magnet has eight rules from the prep program summarized in a little refrigerator magnet. So if you get into a marital squabble, if you had a little prep training, you pull the magnet off the refrigerator, and rather than screaming at each other, you resolve the conflict. Okay, so if you want to find this article, it's a little tough to find. And if you have trouble, send an email to askthehost at gmail.com. We'll get you a link, but just Google how a refrigerator magnet saved my marriage, the PREP, P-R-E-P, program. And you'll see a, uh, a link to a Smart Marriages article on how PREP training saved this guy's marriage who had tried several different things. Now, what are these rules summarized on the little refrigerator magnet? Well, I'm looking at the magnet and it looks like kind of like a small checkerboard with yellow and white squares. Like where'd you move your checkers around? And reason is it's to resemble a linoleum floor, the old linoleum floors with the squares on the floor. And the idea is like from the Roberts Rules of Order, when someone has the floor, they're not interrupted. Hmm. In other words, only one person speaking at a time. If you have two, adrenaline lights off and you begin verbal conflict. So as Roberts Rules of Order and there's you want to keep things uh, civil in a very heated political or organizational discussion, you have Robert's Rules of Order. In the prep program, you only have one person speaking, and that's the person who has the magnet in their hand at that time. 
And this isn't anything new with PrEP, nor is it anything new with Robert's Rules of Order. Uh, I've found that the Indians, when they had their council meetings, and uh, at least the ones I've seen on the old cowboy movies, everybody got all excited, you know, whether or not they're going to attack somebody, and there's very heated conversations. Well, in the Indian council, they would have a talking stick. It resembles like a walking stick with some feathers attached, and I've actually taken my Indian talking stick to uh, a little marriage workshop I did to try to illustrate that even in a heated thing, whether or not you're going to go to war or not, the Indians were smart enough to whoever held the stick had the right to speak and no one else had the right to interrupt them. Okay. Now, when the person is done speaking in prep, what happens then is that the other spouse has the responsibility not to put it down, not to argue, not to even solve the problem. They have to do just one simple thing. And the trouble is we try to we try to solve everything and avoid all conflict or get my will versus their will and all that. They have to do one simple thing. They have to clarify what their spouse has just said. In other words, if, if there is something very upsetting that the wife communicates to the husband, well, the husband's job is then to, in summary form, communicate that back to his wife so that the wife knows that she was heard, that she was understood. Now, what happens if the husband completely misses it? It's okay. He gets another try. And if he needs some help, he gets a little coaching from his wife because we're a team. We're trying to work together, not blast ourselves apart. And you basically speak until the clarification is there. That right there, if you can accomplish that, will probably cut your divorce rate by two-thirds rather than heading to the divorce lawyer, okay? Now, another thing I need to mention with PrEP, and I can remember the night that I took my uh, Indian talking stick. I haven't tried it in the, doing this to conferences yet because I just don't know what TSA would do with my Indian talking stick. But I, I, I gave locally a, a talk on this and immediately afterwards, a kind of um, touchy-feely kind of relationship guy, all enthused about this, says, I can't wait to teach this. And really, there are some guys who are just totally into this kind of thing and overly complicate and make too touchy-feely prep. Remember, this isn't touchy-feely communication. This is a skill based on rules, and we want to keep it male-friendly so both spouses like the training. And right after this guy had talked to me, um, a retired Marine pilot came up to me and said how much he appreciated this, and he could, I think I had mentioned the military using this and how much he appreciated, he could see its worth. And I said to him, you need to be the instructor for this. Uh, a man who would be very respected by the other men and and kind of a little bit more straightforward and less emotional enthusiasm and just, you know, just the facts, ma'am. Just give me, 
give me the facts. Uh, I know I probably offended some people by saying this, but we want both husbands and wives to profit uh, by this. Now, if you want to summarize this whole prep thing, and I've just given you a three-point summary of the eight points in the prep program, but there's two Bible verses, just two, along with this refrigerator magnet, kind of really summarize what I've been talking about. Sirach chapter 11 and verse 8, Sirach 11, 8, do not answer before you have heard, nor interrupt a speaker in the midst of his words or her words. And then James 1, 19, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now, I need to add a big P.S. to this, and I've mentioned prep before several times in this broadcast, but I don't think I've mentioned this in relation to communication. The book of James says the tongue is a little member, but it can set an entire forest ablaze. In other words, do great destruction. It says the tongue is a fire. The tongue is an unrighteous world among our members, um, and it, it can start uncontrollable fires. In other words, the tongue can ruin a marriage. The tongue can ruin relationships. And it says every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed. Think of from sea world to putting a, uh, a bridle and a bit in a horse's mouth. But it says in verse 8, but no human being can tame the tongue. And if you're in one of those serious marital situations where your conversations aren't conversations, they're conflicts, and it's an ongoing conflict, just remember that Christianity isn't a do-it-yourself project. Uh, I subscribe to Handyman Magazine for two reasons. One, it was only $10, and two, I like to look at the do-it-yourself projects but 95% of them are beyond me. I, oh, that's beyond me. That's beyond me. I'm not doing that one. And you need to realize that if you're in a perpetual conflict mode, that this isn't a DIY project. It's not a do-it-yourself project. And too many Catholics approach the faith is that, oh, I just need to work harder at this, when sometimes more it's just stopping a bit, and in a refreshed way, realize how much God loves you, and he wants to share his life with you, because Jesus can share his life with you even to the point of being able to control your tongue when no human being can do it by themselves. And so I just leave you with the simple prayer, Jesus Help me speak with kindness to my spouse. I can't do it myself, but Jesus, I trust in you. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 220 of Faith and Family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.